0: Welcome to the Connect Community Podcast, recorded live in Stamford, Connecticut. We're so glad to have you with us today. If you're ever in our area, come see us in person. We hope today's message inspires you and helps you live better. So today we are um, part five of our series entitled Overflow. And uh, we've been talking about living from the inside out. Um, hopefully you have been able to uh, listen to the messages. if you haven't, you can go back to our app or um, our um, website and you can or YouTube or all the things. You can find the passages there. Um, we've been talking about living healthy in areas, in every area of our life so that the life of God can overflow from our spirit into every part of us. Last week, my glorious, remarkable husband, he hacked into my notes, guys. <laughs> Talked about the effects of our soul on our body. He literally did it hack. Y'all think I'm kidding. <laughs> so today, I'm going to talk about the effect of our, our body has on our soul. So I want you to do something with me. I want you to close your eyes for a minute. I want you to take one inhale in, but let it last really long, like three to four seconds. Okay, so like inhale in. Now let it exhale 6 to 8 seconds. So much longer. Exhale very very slowly. I ask you to do that again. Inhale very slowly 3 to 4 seconds. Now out 6 to 8 seconds. Okay. Did you know that we can interrupt negative thoughts? and take control of our minds through actions that we take in our body, like the one we just did, deep breathing. Deep breathing is there's this, this pattern of breathing that I just showed you is a way of awakening our parasympathetic nervous system, which is part of our autonomic nervous system. Look at all the big words, guys. It's part of that system, and it promotes rest and digestion. So what we do with our body has a very significant effect on our minds. And today, this is very, very simple, but today I'm going to do four things. I'm going to talk to you about, I'm going to um, go through four things. The first thing is I'm going to show you what Scripture says about our bodies. The second thing is I'm going to make it very practical for us to execute on a daily basis. Then I'm going to show you what happens when you don't do it. And then lastly, I'm going to show you why you want to live the way Scripture tells us to live. Okay? So let's start with, in order to overflow with faith, which is what we've been talking about, overflowing with faith, with peace, with joy, with love, with all the virtues that we've learned about, um, we need to do what Romans 12, 1 says. It says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by, by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Now, who likes to sacrifice? No hands? Okay. Have you ever woken up one morning and thought, Today is a great day to sacrifice. No? Nobody? I know. We can all agree that the word sacrifice is not fun. It's just not a fun word. I mean, in fact, it sounds dreadful, it's painful, and even bloody. It's awful. And it can be. I'm not going to minimize the, the, the hardship of sacrifice. I'm not going to minimize that it does sometimes inflect some pain and it is associated with, you know, difficulty. I'm not going to minimize that. But I want you for a moment to consider the sacrifice as an offering. Sacrifice is to offer up something for the sake of something else. For instance... Anybody who has a baby in the room will know that you sacrifice sleep for your baby. Your baby is hungry at night. You sacrifice your own sleep, your own well-being, your comfort for the sake of your baby. And you do so cheerfully sometimes. (laughs) I sacrifice my time every day, and I go to the gym. I sacrifice time that I could be sleeping, that I could be having another cup of coffee, because I like to have a few and sacrifice it to hit the gym. We may sacrifice eating out in order to have a savings account because who knows, everybody knows eating out is getting really expensive, right? You sacrifice eating out for a savings account. Maybe you sacrifice comfort, being comfortable and being um, certain of yourself to learn a new culture, to learn a new language. You venture out there trying to speak a language you don't know. That is a sacrifice. You know, this week I heard or I read the story that Taylor Swift, in order to prepare for her concert, her heiress tour, she spent six months doing her whole set on a treadmill every day. So singing her whole set, which is 40 songs, while she was on the treadmill to prepare for her concert because she needed the stamina to be able to sustain a whole concert. And all the Swifties said, thank you. Right, I mean, that is a sacrifice to do that every day, to sing, to put, put that effort into something because you want something on the other side. Now, what determines whether a sacrifice is good or bad is what you value. Sacrifice is how we demonstrate we value one thing more than another. It can be negative if you're sacrificing your spouse, your children for your job for more money. If you're sacrificing time with them to get more likes on Instagram or to get famous or to be known, yes, it can be bad, but as I told you, it can be very good. Now, I um, now we're going to go back to what God's God's instructions. Now God said God's instructions. God said, "Offer up your bodies as a living sacrifice." Immediately followed by not conforming to the patterns of this world, but being transformed by the renewing of your minds. Now, we have enough research to know that there is a direct relationship between what we do with our bodies and the state of our minds. Now, I'm gonna run a little experiment with you. Everybody stand up for a moment with me. Come on, we're gonna do this together. Sacrifice your comfort and sacrifice your dignity. A little bit with me here out, hit it right dj in, and you shake it all about you do the hokey pokey and you turn around that's what it's all about come on you put your left hand It. And that's what okay, I know some of you are like, what is she doing? This is church. I get it. But did you get a smile? Right? There is, this is a very small example, guys. But there is a significant correlation to our mood and what we do physically. Sometimes you have to get up and just dance it off. Sometimes you have to take what's going on up here and just release it in silly ways. We're not too good for silliness. We grow up and we start to think that we're too good to be silly. No, our bodies need us to lighten it up a little bit. You can have a seat. I can guarantee you that right now you feel a little lighter. If you partook in my silliness, feel a little lighter it's a small thing but i want to encourage you to consider a few things this morning with this little example i want you to encourage i want you to think about the mind and body connection our bodies are portals to our souls and god is calling us to sacrifice he's not calling us to abdicate our responsibility to him but to take responsibility under God for what we do with our bodies. Let me ask you this morning, what are you watching? What are you listening to daily on a weekly basis? Are the movies you're watching encouraging you or bringing you down? I got to tell you, a few years ago, there was a show on TV called This Is Us. Anybody watch it? Everybody loved that show. It was all the rage. And it was great for a while. And then it was like an hour of crying and an hour of crying and another hour of crying. All of a sudden, it was like Thursday night, 7 p.m., crying time. Go. I just couldn't do it anymore. I could not go watch this show anymore because I knew I was signing up to be sad You know, what we watch has a deep impact on our mood, what we listen to. Have you ever listened to a song that you used to listen when you were in high school and all of a sudden the emotions, a flood of thoughts and ideas and emotions and how you were feeling and what happened and all of that just came rushing in? Well, that could be good or it could be really bad because who were you in high school? What were you going through? While you were in high school. Music is powerful. It is designed to evoke emotions. It's art. Like every art, like entertainment, those things are designed to evoke emotions in us. They are powerful. It changes our mood. It changes the way we behave. And if you put that in you day in and day out, months, years at a time, what do you think will come out of you? It is in our control to stop darkness from coming in. It is in our control to stop negative, dark, depressive, and anxious thoughts and ideas to be coming into our minds. What you're listening to matters. Pay close attention to those things you are allowing in. Are you watching explicit material? I'm going to go there, guys. You cannot expect to live with a pure mind if you are watching pornography. You will not have a healthy marriage, a lust free life, if you are watching sexually immoral material. You cannot pray this away. You have to choose to sacrifice your body, your eyes, your ears what you're watching, what you're listening to, you must choose to sacrifice it. If you want to live the kind of life that God has for you, an overflowing life with peace, with joy, with love, with good relationships, Like you have to sacrifice these things that steal from you. Test it out. This is not me saying it. Test it out. Take a month and dedicate yourself to only listening to things that are positive, that are encouraging, that are empowering, that are educating. See what happens to you at the end of that month. See how much your demeanor changes at the end of that month. The second question I have for you is what are you eating? You're like, did I come to health class or to church? <laughs> God cares about both. Food is medicine, it's emotions. It's fuel. Food is a game changer. We need to be more intentional about what we eat and what we don't eat, for that matter. Dyes, additives, sugars, chemicals, heavy metals, all of that impacts our neurological levels. It impacts our brain. You can feel immensely anxious just because you're lacking magnesium. Simple, huh? You can develop dementia and other cognitive impairments because sugars and other additives are just ransacking your body. You can have ADHD caused by dyes. This is all research, guys. Low iron, anemia, low vitamin B, fatigue, nausea, irritability, increased heart rate, all these things that are easy to be fixed, so easily fixed. We're praying for things that we can fix ourselves. You cannot eat McDonald's and expect it to provide the same nutrients as veggies and steak. I know, it's a complete meal. It has the carbs, it has the protein, it has the salad. I mean, what are you talking about, Alini? It's complete. No, not the same. It's no small thing the impact food has on our mental health. Not even mentioning, I mean, obviously the diseases and the illnesses, the cause, you know, that it causes. Offering up our bodies as a sacrifice means fueling it properly as well. Taking good care of the temple God has entrusted us with. The Bible says, 1 Corinthians six nineteen, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own Consider that. Your body is not your own. It is the temple of the spirit. Lastly, I'm going to ask you, do you like to move it, move it? (laughs) I got all the songs today, guys, all of them. Physical activity is not a privilege for those that can. It is a must, especially in our current context. We're not in an agrarian culture. We're not hunter-gatherers anymore. We have plenty of food. We have plenty of comfort. We have plenty of devices that can get whatever we want, groceries delivered, food delivered, everything delivered. We live easy and sedentary lives. We're not designed to sit all day. We need to move. We need to exercise. Now, did you know that the best way to improve your cognitive function is through exercise? We think, oh, mental exercises. No. The best way to improve your cognitive functions are actually, is through exercise. Exercise is the most valuable tool we have today to delay or even outright prevent dementia. Exercise is like medicine for our neurons. More research for you. A person that goes from zero to three hours of exercise a week, that is 30 minutes, six days a week, right? From zero to three hours a week, not all in one day, but spread out throughout the week, increases their mortality rate by approximately 50% on all counts, all. It's not a lot. Now, am I telling you you need to go CrossFit? No, although I love it. I'm not. I am telling you you need to move your body. That's it. You need to increase your heart rate. Friends, a healthy mind is a healthy body. Now, here I'm going to tell you what scriptures, how Scripture breaks it down. Let's go back to Scriptures. Matthew 12, 33 through 34 says this. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For the tree is known by its fruit. You brood of vipers. God, I mean, Jesus was so gentle. You brood of vipers, how can you speak good when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. The good person out of his good treasure brings forth good. The evil person out of the evil treasure brings forth evil. Some of us in this room find ourselves anxious, depressed, angry all the time. Maybe it's the opposite, unmotivated, exhausted, just lethargic, and we were wondering, why do I keep feeling this way? Oh, we well, we have been offering our bodies up at the throne of anxiety and fear by what we watch, by what we listen to, by the malicious things we are in contact all the time. We listen to these dirty, raunchy songs, and we watch these movies that are just dark and horrible. And then we think, why do I feel this way? How do you think you're going to respond? If that's the stuff that you're bringing in, our bodies, as I said, are portals into our minds. If we feed these portals with junk, then our thoughts are going to be clouded and our minds are going to be filled with junk and negativity and all kinds of awful things. See, we bought into the lie that we can do whatever we want. We ought to seek comfort and only do what feels good. Yes. We've come to believe that the highest reward is to seek pleasure. That's the highest reward, we are told, seek pleasure. And then we live as thrill seekers. The next dopamine hit, the next adrenaline hit, endorphins, oxytocin, all the hormones, hit, 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 hit. hit. Let me say this that Those hormones are not bad. They were created by God. They have their purpose. The problem is the pattern of this world that the Lord has told us not to seek. Do not live, do not conform to the patterns of this world. The pattern of this world is to, is to seek the fastest, cheapest, easiest way to get a hit, to feel happy. See, we can feel happy being fit, we can feel happy by eating well, we can feel happy by having a healthy marriage, we can feel happy with all these, but these, this happiness requires work, and it requires discipline, and it's not cheap and easy. Instead, what we do is we short circuit the hard work, and we go for the easy hits, so we use food to seek fast comfort, give me something sweet so that I can feel good for, you know, a couple of hours, and then the crash comes, and then you don't feel good again anymore, so you need more of that, or we pursue likes and follows and attention, and we offer up our bodies as commodities on the internet, because maybe if we're loved there, then I will feel happy, and there goes. In fact, our mental health, because we get addicted to this thing that's never enough. It's never real love. It's never real belonging. Or worse, we allow lust and evil desires to just creep into our actions and to creep into how we live on a day-to-day and end up making a terrible mistake. And maybe ended up cheating on your spouse. And now it's like... You're filled with guilt and shame, or even worse, indifference. Does it even matter? Friends, I'm here to tell you today that maybe you've prayed and you prayed and you have been begging God, God, take this issue from me, deliver me from this, this this thing, just 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 take it away, and you don't seem to find breakthrough. May I offer some godly advice this morning? offer your bodies as sacrifice to God that you can then experience the overflow he has for you in order to have a healthy mind a healthy faith we need to have well nourished disciplined bodies does it happen via osmosis Do we just pray hard enough and one day wake up with overflowing with goodness and mercy and now we're different? No. Sorry to tell you. It's not. Our manual, our life manual, the scriptures, tells us that we are given the responsibility of putting off our old self with its practices. That's our responsibility. It says so. We got got cool. It says so in Colossians 3. It says, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways. In the life you once lived. But now... You must also rid yourself of all such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other. Since you have taken off your old self and its practices, you have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge, in the image of its creator. So this passage tells me that I am responsible for ruling over my actions. God will not come and wash my mouth with soap when I say something wrong. My mama might. But God will not. He won't make me less greedy. He won't make me less slanderous. He won't make me. These are things that I need to choose. I need to do. Here's the thing, friends. Jesus loves you just the way you are he welcomes you just the way you are but he will not leave you the way you are he will not leave you or encourage you to produce bad fruit to keep with our analogy he will not he will encourage you to what to become the likeness of the father and what is that what is the likeness of the father second corinthians three eighteen tells us and we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. What is this image? What is this transformed image that we're looking like? We find it in Exodus 34. A God, a God the Lord passed by him and proclaimed, the Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness keeping steadfast love for thousands forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin that is what we are meant to look like merciful gracious slow to anger abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness do you see it's a different image we are called to be in the likeness and image of God. And if we profess to follow Jesus, which is why I believe you are here this morning, then you too ought to be transformed in his image. He is good, so we are good. But how? How do we get there? How do we do this? Guys, this is not a theory for me. This is not a concept What I'm telling you today, this is not, you know, theoretical, and I'm going to share with you what maybe might work. I'm telling you that when I delivered Christopher a a year and a half ago almost, it took such a toll on my body. I was shaking involuntarily for days. I ended up back in the ER because I couldn't um, control what was going on, and that shaking was causing severe nausea. And the nausea was making sure that I wasn't eating, and all the vitamins that I'm telling you are necessary for your body, and all the magnesium, and all the things that your body needs for it to function correctly, right? Was just, I was depleted. I was spent. And so the effect on my mind at that time was fear, anxiety. I was scared. I was panicking. I was having panic attacks. I uh, having, was having thoughts that I was going to die. I was certain with all of that was happening in my body, I was going to die. All these postpartum challenges I was facing were, like, made me determine, like, okay, I need to figure this out because I'm one of those people who won't just sit back and let it happen to me. You know, I was just like, okay, I need to figure this out. What's going on? So I contacted a therapist, and I was talking to him like, this is the stuff that I'm going through, and this is the stuff that I'm feeling, and I feel like I'm going to die. Like, what is going on? And he told me that our bodies and our minds are very closely, they work very closely together. That if you are malnourished, if you are lacking sleep, if you are lacking the the nutrients your body needs, if you are, if you've gone through a trauma or your, your body is, you know, was dealing with a trauma, what will happen is you will have physical um, symptoms of emotional things of, of you will have physical symptoms of emotions and then you have emotional of the physical. So those two things kind of work together, right? The anxiety, the panic, all of that was because my body was telling me something was off. And so I started to go, okay, Lord. I started to pray about it and and seek. Advice and seek tests to figure out what was low in my body and take the supplements and take the things that I needed to get my body back in its right place and then be able to work on my mind. See, we like to think that we can do whatever we want with our bodies and it's no big deal. And we like to think that we can eat whatever we want and we like to think that we can watch whatever we want and listen to whatever we want. And it's not true. We have to be intentional with every area of our life. Friends, let me tell you that you're, from personal experience, that the checks you write with your body, your soul will cash. And whatever you fill yourself with is what you will be full of. So the truth is this morning, as we are wrapping up this today, today, talking about overflowing is that we're all overflowing with something. The real question is what? What are you overflowing with? Are you spilling over with joy? Are you spilling over with peace and gratitude and gratefulness? Or are your days filled with loneliness and anxiety and sadness and fear and other things you can overflow with kindness or hatred you can overflow with mercy or ruthlessness you can overflow with whatever it is that you are filling yourself up with my prayer and desire for you today is that you take responsibility over your body that you choose to sacrifice the bad the lower things the cheap things to attain the good and the greater things that God has for And that as a result of your commitment, you may have the life that God has for you. God, friends, we're blessed. And we need to live like we're blessed. Amen. Amen. I'm going to call J.D. up. Thank you for listening today. If you have a prayer request, a question about faith, or would like to find out more information, visit us at connectcommunity.org. Don't forget to subscribe and share. See you next time.